1: It's Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. Jeff Hunt filling in for Randy Corcoran. We are waking you up. Not Hopefully you're not getting out this er, late in the afternoon, 5 p.m., but you're waking up to what's happening in this state. We're expanding your knowledge, especially against the craziness that's happening in the state of Colorado. Friends, it's great to be with you. As I said, Jeff Hunt, director of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University and co-chairman of the Western Conservative Summit, which we had just about three weeks ago. Now think about who we hosted there. Kristen Wagner, the CEO of Alliance Defending Freedom, major win at the U.S. Supreme Court yesterday. Lori Smith was there as well as uh, Jack Phillips. Colorado has become this very unique place where this – Anti-discrimination law, the civil, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, and its treatment, particularly of evangelical Christians, has become now two U.S. Supreme Court cases right there. It's wild. We're going to cover that on the show. We're going to cover this email that went out from the Colorado Republican Party that just drove, especially the media batty, Kyle Clark getting a little upset about that. The debt forgiveness, affirmative action. Have you heard about these riots in France now on due four days? My goodness, we'll be covering that as well. It's July 1st. New laws are in effect, and you're going to want to know about those. And then, of course, it's July 4th weekend. I want to welcome all of those visitors To Colorado, you've come here to enjoy the beautiful sunshine, blue skies, warm temperature. You're probably heading on up to the mountains, going to be shooting off some fireworks. The rain has been good. Everything's green. What a wonderful time of year. It's great. Blake, are you going to get any uh, firework action going on uh, July 4th? (laughs) <laughs> i might yeah are you one of those guys that goes to wyoming do you drive do you have to keep that secret in this state you're like uh i secretly go to cheyenne and buy fireworks and then bring them on down to colorado
0: no i don't think uh i don't think i don't think it, it should be illegal in colorado you know like i don't i don't understand
1: why we don't just uh go with the wyoming laws i i understand the fire issue i understand the concern there but it's not like Wyoming doesn't have fire concerns, right. and they they just allow them. You know the big guys, the big uh, ones that shoot up and mortars. do all those mortars. yeah mortars. mortars. Those, but here we're stuck with sparklers and little snakes, <laughs> snakes and, and sparklers, <laughs> man. And little fountains, and those those you know you can throw them on the ground and pop them <laughs> and stuff. And man, you know for all the kind of libertarianism that Colorado embraces, right? We're we're very libertarian state, even though. You know, the left has a lot of control. They're generally socially very libertarian, right? On abortion issues, they wouldn't even pass a gun restrictions like the assault weapons ban. They're kind of inching their way towards gun restrictions. But you would think with all the social libertarianism in the state, fireworks, right? You can do mushrooms. You can smoke pot. You can't you can't go with big on the on the fireworks. I, I think there should be I think maybe a ballot initiative on that would be good. You get a, get. I, I think there'd be some support for that.
0: Yeah, and then we'd probably have to give up the mushrooms in order to get fireworks. It's <laughs> a give and take there.
1: Get, yeah, maybe that's the reason we don't, because uh, that'll take you the combination of mushrooms and pot and high explosive fireworks. So my neighbor, when I was growing up, uh, he would go to Wyoming and get all the big fireworks, and oh, he'd nice. r- put on a big show and and. uh you know, the cops would come by and he'd talk to them and all that stuff and he'd temper it down. But it wasn't, it wasn't strictly enforced. And so this is why I'm sensitive to the, the firework issue. Because when we were kids, like nine, 10 years old, we actually stole some of his fireworks and we went down to the creek and it was like this little bee firework that was like, and then, you know, it'd fly around. It, we lit it off, it flew around the bridge at the little creek near our house and went right into a field and then fire went up. I mean, fire trucks had to respond and all this stuff. And my brother and I are like 9, 10 years old. We had to go to fire school. We had to spend our Saturday sitting at the fire station while they went through a slideshow of kids that have been burned by fireworks. It was like a scared straight. Type of thing, right? Like this is what's going to another
2: firework right,
1: again. Right? This is what this is what your hand looks like when you set off a, a cherry bomb. You know that <laughs> you're going to lose three fingers. Um, I, we have become, I guess, more responsible. So I guess it worked in some capacity. But happy Fourth of July, happy great celebration. I was in Israel about two three months ago, and in Israel they do their Memorial Day and their Independence Day right next to each other. So. You you recognize why you have your independence. Somebody has given their lives for their country, and they're all connected to it. And they kind of have that kind of national service aspect, too. If you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you're going to do a few years in, in service in the IDF. And you know, even Wonder Woman did her service uh, in the IDF, it's probably what helped make her Wonder Woman. But you have this real sense of just great appreciation for their country, and I think we've absolutely lost that especially among younger generations, you see it in the army enrollment kind of drop that they've had. They're down, the the army's down 25% in their enrollment. They're just not getting people to sign up anymore. And it's not shocking. They've taught an entire generation to hate their country. And then they're surprised that nobody wants to go lay down their lives and die for their country. So they've connected them, and everybody there was very proud of their country, none of this wokeness, none of that stuff. And so I, I just want to encourage you, this 4th of July, have a great time. You live in arguably the greatest country in the history of the world with unparalleled freedom and with riches and wealth that any king at any other time in history would love to be able to have. I think most Americans have. They live great lives. And I know we've got financial challenges, the debt's going up, inflation's going up. We've got all that challenges. But but for one weekend, July 4th, coming up this Tuesday, let's embrace and celebrate the great constitutional freedoms and the lives that have been laid down and the blood that has been shed to be able to give us these great victories, this great freedom that we have. It's a great country. Barbecues, fireworks, hanging out at the pool. July 4th. God bless this country. All right. So Friday, big Thursday and Friday, big Supreme Court decisions coming down. And we're going to kind of cover these today because I I don't want you to be discouraged. Because if you read the initial responses here in Colorado to this 303 creative case, and I know Lori Smith personally, as I said, you'd be thinking we had gone back to 1950s You know, Jim Crow South, that all of a sudden we're going to be discriminating against people based upon their color. You can have white-only bathrooms and that type of stuff. That's not the case at all. You hear it even in this case or in this uh, audio clip. This is from Channel 4 on 303 Creative.
3: The U.S. Supreme Court rules in favor of a Colorado woman who wants to create a wedding website but excludes same-sex couples. She sued the state, saying Colorado's anti-discrimination law violated her right to free speech and religious freedom. Rick Sandra has been following this case, joins us now from the newsroom with more of a reaction to this decision today, Rick. Karen,
2: after years of progress, this is seen as a big setback a big for gay setback. rights. It was a 6-3 to three decision on a Colorado case that has implications for the whole country. Her faith prompted her lawsuit. Now Colorado graphic designer Lori Smith has won a legal blessing from the nation's highest court.
4: Nobody should be forced to create a message that goes against his or her convictions.
2: Her business, 303 Creative, can now refuse to accept wedding information for gay couples. It's really a a, a sad and outrageous decision that Says that anybody can discriminate against somebody as long as they can use their religion as an excuse. Nope, and I, did I not, think that's pretty astonishing. Did not say that at all. The majority opinion was written by Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch of Colorado, who cited the opportunity to think for ourselves and to express those thoughts freely. The case for Colorado's anti discrimination law was argued by Thank Attorney God. General Phil Wiser.
1: This decision. Is not what our Constitution, what our Democratic Republic stands for, which is founded on the promise of equal justice for all. For Lori
2: Smith, the decision culminates a seven year journey.
4: Death threats, my family being threatened, all because I decided to stand and challenge Colorado's injustice because they were compelling my speech. And
2: what's next? You know will it be a whites only sign in a business window or will it be a no jews allowed sign in a business window the court did not rule on grounds of freedom of religion but rather freedom of speech one of the dissenting justices wrote that the decision marks gays and lesbians for second class status karen
1: all right rick thank you okay so none of that happened absolutely none of that happened here's attorney general phil weiser In his statement after the decision yesterday, today's sweeping decision threatens to destabilize our public marketplace and encourage all kinds of businesses, not just those that serve weddings, to claim a First Amendment free speech to refuse to serve to service to certain customers. A business may think that it can refuse to serve interracial couples because it believes interracial marriage is wrong. A payroll company may read today's opinion as a license to refuse service to women-owned businesses because the business owner believes women should not work outside the home. A bookseller of religious texts may believe it can refuse to sell books to a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because he does not believe it to be a legitimate religion, and so on. This case is not about websites or speech but the ability of all to enter the public marketplace as equals. Okay, so Phil Weiser, his office argues against Laurie Smith at the U.S. Supreme Court and loses in a 6-3 decision yesterday. And what you get is this parade of horribles, this idea that now because of this radical conservative court that we're going to have unchecked racism in ways that we have seen in this country in 60 plus years. It is all a farce. I know Lori Smith. I have been a part of this case for a while. I was on the steps of the U.S. Supreme Court. You know, Deborah Flora was there as well. We know Lori Smith. We know Alliance Defending Freedom. We know the details of this case What are the details? What happened here? Okay. Lori Smith is a graphic designer near Lakewood, Colorado, and she creates content. She helps write the stories about weddings and the couple. This is not a general off-the-shelf service. It's not a room that you'd give to anybody, like if you're a hotel operator It's not even a bakery where you would sell cookies to everybody, but now you're deciding certain people aren't going to get those cookies. I mention that because that's the argument they make against Jack Phillips. It's not the case with Jack either. These are highly specific services, and in Lori's case, it's speech right? She helps write their stories. She helps tell how the couple came together. She designs the website, All right? It's not an off-the-shelf type of service. Phil Weiser is totally wrong in his description of this case, and I'm going to prove to you in, in just a second. He's totally wrong about this. This is about speech, okay? So Lori Smith utilizes her services. It's a form of speech. It's a form of protected speech by the First Amendment. She looks at this anti-discrimination law in the state of Colorado. She sees what happens to Jack Phillips, and she goes to her pastor, who happens to be connected with Salem as well. You know him, Pastor Gino Gersese. Gino says, she goes to her pastor and says, Pastor, I don't know what to do in this case. I'm a deeply committed Bible-believing Christian. This is a unique service I provide to people. If I start to open it up to weddings, am I required by the state of Colorado to do something against my religion? Do, am I compelled by the state of Colorado to use my speech in a way I don't want to use it? This is against my religious values. The state of Colorado and the 10th Circuit says, yes, you must abide by this law. And even if you disagree with a gay wedding, you must be compelled to utilize your speech to support it. The State of Colorado 10th Circuit says that they appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. And the oral arguments, I was there on the steps, I've listened to the entire thing about the oral arguments. The left continued to make the case that this is now going to open up all sorts of things. A photographer in a in a strip mall all of a sudden is going to be allowed to shoot only white people in their pictures. They made this big case about even a Santa Claus and all this. It was, it was absurd. The real issue, and you see this in Justice Gorsuch's opinion is, is the state compelling somebody to say something that they fundamentally disagree with? Now, one of the arguments that came from the left was that there was no one harmed. No gay couple had even approached her yet. And and someone even said there was a, a fake gay couple that was made up in this case, that no one was actually harmed. ADF and Lori Smith never made the argument in that case. They said that this was a preemptive lawsuit, and there was special consideration by the U.S. Supreme Court when it comes to free speech issues, and you can preempt. You can not say that this law is so restrictive that it threatens my civil rights guaranteed under the U.S. Constitution, and if I even begin... To go down this pathway, I'm going to be forced to say something that I fundamentally disagree with. So th- they came up with all these distractions. The left did. There's no, there's no party there. There's no, there's no actually. No one's actually been harmed. You're making this up. All this stuff. It's all a distraction. This was really ultimately about a free speech case. And let me share this story with you. 2016 Western. Oh, we're a little bit on time here. When we come back, I'm going to share this story about the 2016 Western Conservative Summit and a photographer that did not want to serve us and how we treated him as a result. You're listening to the Randy Corporan Show on 710 KNUS. Jeff Hunt filling in for Randy Corporan. We'll be right back after these messages. Jeff Hunt here filling in for the great Randy Corporan. We miss you, brother. Uh, Randy mourning the loss of his uh, his bride, his wife, and services this past week, and uh, our hearts and thoughts and prayers are with you, Randy. We know you're you're moving through into a new chapter of your life, and um, it's great and honored to be able to fill in for you. Friends, we're talking the 303 Creative case decided yesterday at the U.S. Supreme Court, another case coming from the state of Colorado with their Civil Rights Commission, Civil Rights Law. As you know, this station has been a great fan and supporter of Jack Phillips over the years, the baker in Lakewood. I remember talking one time to a, a major LGBTQ strategist in the in the state of Colorado. We were having a conversation. I just said to him, I said, what were you guys thinking with Jack? Seriously, like, what, what's this point? You got a baker, a small bakery in a strip mall off of Wadsworth in Lakewood, Colorado, and you've decided to pick out him and just go you know guns a blazing a decade now of court battles US Supreme Court victory victorious there uh, some of the most nasty horrible things said by government officials about a guy just trying to run a business and he just he looked down and he said he goes I tried to wave him off jack there there's there's two different types of camps within the LGBT community. He said there are those of us that just said, hey, we want to be able to live our lives. Just we've gotten what we wanted with Obergefell. We're happy. We're going away. And then there's another component of that community that just wants to go door to door and take out the heretics, quote unquote, that, that's just never going to stop until essentially the Christian conservative worldview is just wiped out there in any any type of pushback against that, against the LGBT community, even if it has nothing to do with actually harming anybody. But the fact that you just believe something different than, you know, popular trends right now, you're going to be made to pay. And that is what's happening with Jack. It's what's happening with Lori. It's why you get these like radical over the top statements from some of these government officials. The decision in 303 Creative is not going to harm anybody. In fact, it's going to protect the fundamental right to free speech guaranteed in the Constitution to everybody, even radical leftist artists. If you're in the business of speech writing, if you're in the business of photography, any of that stuff, your rights were actually protected And and reaffirmed because of Lori Smith's work here. And I'll share with you a story. 2016, Western Conservative Summit. You know, we get Donald Trump. It's going to be a wild summit. And it was. And we're hiring photographers. And our events director at that point says, hey, I know this photographer. Let me ask him if he'd be interested in shooting the summit. So she goes and invites him and says, hey, would you want to cover this? He says, no. I'm not interested. I, I don't believe in what you guys stand for. And it was the Christian conservative worldview that he did not agree with. He didn't like Donald Trump. He didn't like kind of the boldness of our think tank at Colorado Christian University, any of that. He just fundamentally opposed to it. And she came in and told me that. And you know what I said? I said, I'm glad I know right now. I really do. I'm glad I know right now. And I thanked him for telling me that because why in the world would I want to hire anybody to provide a service for me that disagrees with what I'm doing? Why would I do that? This is the difference between conservatives, libertarians, the center right, and the left. Somebody doesn't want to serve me, I don't care. There's a million other options out there for me. And as a result of that, I found a photographer that I adore now. He loves the event. He does the best photography I've ever seen. We've used him ever since then. And it was because that person said, I'm not interested in that. And it was a speech issue. Now, this wasn't a general service. I understand. I'm not trying to, you know, wash away the history of this nation. I understand what happened in the South. I understand that we went to war over slavery in this nation, and then you had Jim Crow, and you had explicit, systemic racism that was harming people. I understand why we passed the Civil Rights Act and why we have non-discrimination laws. When it comes to general services, when you're out there selling a car, providing a hotel room, It's a general service open up to everybody. You cannot discriminate. There's a reason for those laws. It's to prevent that type of vast, harmful discrimination that was taking place. But artists, photographers, speech writers, website designers, cake bakers, not baking general cakes or cookies or muffins or brownies. But spending their artistic talent on something and then forcing them by the strict hand of government to utilize their talents in ways that violate their religious consciences. That's not. The America I want to live in. And the Supreme Court is reaffirming this. But listen, listen to some of these comments that were being made by our elected officials. Governor Jared Polis. Sadly, the U.S. Supreme Court decided in favor of discrimination and against student loan relief today. These misguided rulings come one day after the Supreme Court overturned decades of precedent and potentially stifled future educational opportunities. They didn't do that either. By the way, did you see that one tweet from the Democrat activist that said, oh, now that affirmative action's gone, uh, blacks will never be able to compete in higher education. It's like it finally exposed the racism and the racist attitudes that the radical left has towards the African-American, the black community. Whereas conservatives are saying, no, 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 we're just going to judge somebody by the content of their character. If you're extremely talented, if you're gifted, if you work hard, you should be able to get everything that's given to you. And this, this radical belief from the left in low achievement among black and Hispanic communities is just, it's shocking. It is shocking, guys. So anyways... Jared Polis yesterday, we are committed to building a Colorado for where, for all where the powerful few do not control the freedoms of all Coloradans. So Gorsuch writes in his opinion yesterday, 303 Creative, that the state of Colorado, the power, cannot force somebody to say something they don't believe in, and Jared Polis translates that into... That's a bad thing. We've got to build a Colorado where all, for all, where the powerful few do not control the freedoms of all Coloradans. Friends, that is exactly what was achieved yesterday. He continues Unfortunately, Americans have seen the Supreme Court become increasingly obsessed with taking away freedoms. In the last week, the U.S. Supreme Court confirmed the freedom, particularly of Asian students, to be treated as equal when it comes to college, the freedom of artists not to be compelled to speak something in which they disagree. And he believes that the U.S. Supreme Court is taking away freedoms. He continues, in Colorado, we always seek to protect freedom and end discrimination this is the same state that is training its entire guns on a small christian baker and website designer we always seek to protect freedom and end discrimination these rulings run counter to colorado values And we will continue to fight against bigotry and discrimination in all their ugly forms. It is simply not true. Jared Polis, Phil Weiser, the entire Democratic establishment is very happy to engage in direct discrimination, particularly of evangelical Christians. They're happy to. They're happy to train their entire government upon small business owners who are not willing to embrace a radical leftist ideology and discrimination. Give me a break. They're embracing it. They're embracing it. And I'm so proud of 710K in U.S. for being willing to stand up, stand with Jack Phillips, fight against this. And you know what? When we get out of the state of Colorado— When we do, we win. And that is the future. That is what we are fighting right now in this state. This is a blue state. It's a deep blue state. It's going to be a long time before Republicans are able to win statewide. Why? Because Democrats and leftists, which is kind of a redundant term, in Texas and Florida, are getting out of those states and moving here. Right. When you look back at the last election, you go, how did Ron DeSantis win by 20 and Jared Polis win by 20 in the exact same election? It's because people are moving with their feet. They're moving their families based upon the ideologies that they want to live in. And here in Colorado, this happened with the legalization of pot in 2012. That was the turning point where, I mean, you talk to law enforcement anywhere in surrounding states and they'll tell you, that the legalization of pot moved the riffraff from their states, the people that want to use drugs openly, and move them to Colorado. And Colorado has become progressively bluer, 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 bluer. We had one little response election in 2014. It was good. But since 16, 18, 20, 2022, it's gotten worse and worse and worse. There has been nearly a... 20-point swing just in Douglas County alone. Douglas County used to be this this great red county. I worked for the Romney operation in 2012. All of our efforts were in Arapahoe and Jefferson County, knowing we could bank a lot of votes in Douglas County. Heidi Ganahl won by less than one percentage point in Douglas County. So the entire state's getting bluer and bluer and bluer. So what do you do? You have to fight legally. You have to build the teams that challenge this, that get them out of the Colorado-dominated court system, legislature, and executive branch. The entire thing is dominated by leftists. It's an oppressive state. It's a state that's failing with record crime, overdoses, homelessness. It is a state that's really struggling, but you get these victories for the Constitution. And this July 4th, we're celebrating, right? The Declaration of Independence, the creation of the freedoms of this country. The Declaration of Independence. And the only way we're able to win as freedom-loving Coloradans is through the court system. That is why this is a great case. This is why... They're blowing it up and responding the way they're responding. And when we come back from this commercial break, I'm going to show you exactly why they're not going to change anything because there's nothing to change about this law and this decision. It's about how it's implemented. And the way Jared Polis and Phil Weiser are going after evangelical Christians we're going to talk about how that civil rights law doesn't necessarily need to be amended. It's the execution of that law that needs to be changed. You're listening to The Randy Corcoran Show. Jeff Hunt filling in for Randy Corcoran. We'll be right back after these messages. Oh, I love this song. I listen to it all year long, and then finally it's summertime. It's great. Are you enjoying your summer, Blake? I'm enjoying it. You get to any Rockies games? Went last night. Nice. How'd they finish? Won it 8 to (laughs) 5, fireworks after. My folks didn't want to watch the fireworks. It made me pretty sad. Oh, that's why you go at this time. And You get to walk down on the field and watch the fireworks and all that fun stuff. Exactly, and that, they're they're a bunch of losers.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> we uh, we were there the other day when uh, the worst loss in Rockies history is 25. Was it 25 to one? I think it was, or yep. something like that. Uh, 13 runs. I, I took my kids. Um, we had some tickets, and you know, even even when the Rockies aren't winning, it's still a great time out. The w- weather's warm. People are in good spirits. I love watching baseball. So. You know, even in the midst of that, we we had a good time. All right, so three hundred three creative gets decided. The Colorado Democratic cabal, the leadership here that controls everything, flips out, says that we're in. Uh, we've now be coming a country that's going to engage in vast discrimination. Not the case at all. Kristen Wagner, who's the CEO of Alliance Defending Freedom, and by the way, got. The William L. Armstrong Award was the recipient of the William L. Armstrong Award recently. Um, goes on Megan Kelly and kind of explains really this case. So uh, this is a good clip. We're going to play take one here. What did you
4: make of the ruling? Oh, We are so delighted by it. It has been seven years that Lori has waited to have justice and to be able to speak freely and even longer for others who would be impacted by this decision. So we're thrilled about it. And we know that it is a broad victory that protects the speech rights of everyone, even those who may disagree with Lori or others on marriage.
3: When you came on and I should I recommend the episode to all of our listeners. It was at number 407. If you're searching our archives with Lori. Um, you you talked about we talked about how there was the Colorado baker right Jack Phillips the baker mm-hmm. who did not want to bake the the cake for the gay wedding and he won that case you won that case at the Supreme Court seven to two but then Colorado went on to cause all more problems for Jack Phillips despite his victory and I was asking you how are they able to do that and how you know how are we now still dealing with this issue and you you pointed out well that was a free exercise case that was a that was a case under a different provision of the Bill of Rights. And this case involving Lori Smith and their web design is a pure free speech case. And it's a huge free speech victory. So it discuss, discuss the significance of what the Supreme Court has just said about free speech in the First Amendment.
4: The court said that it's wrong for the government to force someone to create expressive content that they object to. That Simply, the government can't misuse the law to try to compel someone to say something that they don't believe. And in the Jack Phillips case, which is referred to as the Masterpiece Cake Shop case, there was a free speech claim that was asserted because... Jack's cakes aren't like the kind of cakes you might buy in a grocery store, but they're custom cakes, particularly his wedding cakes, are all custom. They're designed to... Um, be unique and one of a kind, and they have inherently expressive content in the message they send. And he designs other cakes as well that, you know, may have written words on them or symbols. So it's not that all cakes would be expressive content, but certainly most of Jack's would be. And the court, rather than address the free speech arguments in Jack's case, they focused on the free exercise arguments because Colorado had showed its hand in how hostile it was towards Jack's beliefs. By comparing them to owners of the slave owners of slaves, as well as perpetrators of the Holocaust, in a hearing they did that. So the court said, "Now we've seen enough here. There's so much religious hostility. It's clear he didn't get a fair shake." And now Colorado continues to pursue um, other people like Lori and suggests that their law can compel speech. And so Lori filed her case before Jax was even decided in Colorado. Today is a resounding victory for free speech and the right of all artists, um, both Jack and Lori, in creating expressive content.
1: So you have the Civil Rights Commission in Colorado. It's made up of these commissioners that are appointed by the governor. And when Jack Phillips went before them, because anyone can bring a, a, a civil rights claim and you bring it to this commission and you make this argument, you say, this business is violating my civil rights and here's how they're doing it. And the commissioners listen to this case and they come up with a determination. You can punish somebody in a variety of different ways based upon this law, the Colorado Civil Rights Anti-Discrimination Law or the Civil Rights Commission. And in the midst of Jack's case, the commissioners just go crazy. They're they're basically saying that the biblical worldview is – and Kristen mentioned this – is on par with Slave owners and Nazism and all that stuff. And Jack has to sit there and take this, that his beliefs are on par with some of the most vile beliefs out there. And he even has family members. I believe it was his father or grandfather that fought in World War II. And so the original Supreme Court case around Jack Phillips is like, you civil rights commissioners appointed by the governor are so outlandish and so anti— Christian in your beliefs, essentially, that uh, we're going to find in favor of Jack, and and ultimately they don't do much with the Colorado Civil Rights Law. So then you have Lori Smith. That the issue remains. Okay. Well, what about free speech claims in this anti discrimination law that essentially prevents any type of open discrimination? Against the LGBT community, it's similar to what you would have with, you know, the civil rights Commit- uh, the civil rights law and uh, treating black people poorly uh, differently because of their race. The LGBT community is is considered a protected class in Colorado law, so you cannot discriminate against them. Well, what about people that have specific talents? Does that fall under speech and then? It- what do you do with speech versus anti-discrimination law? And can the government compel somebody to speak something they don't believe? That was the issue at hand here. Okay, we're going to go to clip two.
3: Now, with all due respect to Jack and Lori, I care more about the, the bigger picture of free speech, right? Because most of I, us don't bake cakes or do websites for any couples, never mind same sex. And um, – When I read this order, I'm full of joy because I've talked to you before about some of the other cases you have. And the one that came to mind first was the battle ongoing right now in this country over things like preferred pronouns, where more and more employers and schools are being mandated to say the, quote, preferred pronouns of choice or they're guilty of a hostile work environment, or they're guilty of harassment or some sort of discrimination against the people demanding we use their pronouns for themselves, not their biological pronouns, not scientific fact-based pronouns, and that, too, is forced speech that goes against sometimes religious beliefs, but separate and apart from our religious beliefs, are biological scientific beliefs. And when I read when Colorado's public accommodations law, meaning it's anti-discrimination law and the Constitution collide, there can be no question which much must prevail. I think Kristen Wagoner is going to use that line, among others, in this decision <laughs> to fight for those of us who don't want to be forced on the on the preferred pronouns nonsense.
4: You're absolutely right. We have a number of cases where people have been fired for using a person's given name or the name they request, but declining to use their preferred pronouns, not using other pronouns, just simply not using a pronoun. They've been fired or disciplined for that. And so those cases are ongoing. And this decision is going to have a real impact and I think a decisive impact on them. And I would just encourage every American to actually read the decision. Um, It is a tour de force of our First Amendment law. It explains why we protect speech, even speech that we might dislike. And what that the value of that speech gives us, the pluralism that we have, the strong republic that we have, the curb on government authority and why those things are so important. So it's reaffirming law that was already in place, but it's applying it to our cultural moment. And that's critical.
1: So you, you get why this is so important. It is much bigger than just a website. And it has absolutely nothing to do with with what Jared Polis and Phil Weiser are saying is going to happen. So, if the LGBT community is a protected class under law, what happens if you mispronounce somebody? The way that it's currently operating is that you can lose your job. You can be forced to embrace their worldview. That if someone is a they not a he or a she, you must embrace it. This is what J.K. Rowling has such a problem with, right? Is not only what is this going to do to women's sports and the safety of women, but you're, you're essentially, and Jordan Peterson gets into this too. This is what he got in trouble for. You are forced by law to now embrace their perspective. So if you don't support the idea that you can change your gender, This has nothing to do with whether or not they, that person who is transgender, can embrace that. No one's stopping them. Now, if you're a minor, that's a different question. But if you are 18 plus, you want to live the life you want to live, conservatives generally are not against stopping you from doing that. It's when you force everybody else to embrace that identity. And then use the power of law to harm anybody that doesn't do so. By forcing them into civil rights commission hearings, forcing them to lose their jobs, their businesses. There's a freedom issue there. Just because you embrace a different gender doesn't mean everybody around you is now compelled by law to do so. And that is the cultural moment we are facing right now. What does the Constitution do? What does Lori Smith, what is a web designer, what is somebody with specific gifts and talents forced to do when you have a protected speech clause in the First Amendment against these new civil rights laws? And for Jared Polis and Phil Weiser to say the sky is falling mass racism is now afoot and that black people and jews and catholics and muslims or anybody else is now all of a sudden going to be treated differently simply because of this law is just not true this protected the first amendment and free speech it was a great victory randy Corcoran would be proud of yesterday's victory at the U.S. Supreme Court. Because he believes in the Constitution. He believes in the freedoms in this country. And that, friends, was defended by the great people at Alliance Defending Freedom. And great Coloradans like Laurie Smith and Jack Phillips. By the way, you got to go to Jack Phillips's bakery sometime. Get to know the guy. He's like literally the world's nicest guy. And the left picked on him. And he was victorious, and Laurie Smith is victorious. They should be holding parades downtown for these great freedom fighters. This is Jeff Hunt filling in for Randy Corcoran on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. We're waking everybody up. We'll be right back after these messages